following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. about you but i'm waiting for this fall weather to kick in i know you you always are this mid 80s stuff in the beginning of october end of september oh it's gonna be hot for periods in october i'm, I'm, sure. I'm this is no i need like i get reminded on my facebook account of previous posts and i think i always i've always put like when i'm donning a hooded sweatshirt because it's going to be in the mid 50s and I've already seen years past. I've seen half a dozen of them. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm 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 done with this warm crap. This is we need fall. Leaves are changing. They're falling. We have football. Cooler weather. Well, it'd be appreciated. I'm tired of sweating my balls off in press boxes. Yeah, you're you're what what Coach O calls one of the larger human beings. <laughs> so I I don't feel your plight quite That's as right. much. That's right. No, I'm sure yeah. not. But I, I like I like being able to wear shorts and uh, oh and for sure so. and and I also like fall golf yeah when well it's a little bit cooler too I like but. fall golf when I hit it in the fairway because when you don't hit it in the fairway leaves trying to find your balls you're done yeah it's you, death you are done all right another edition of the intentional foul and as we were just kind of talking before we started rolling we both had social activities uh, this weekend uh, got to the Dells and did some family stuff good to see uh, cousin Nicole and, and I mentioned this on Monday. And you and I have kind of talked about it, whether it's some of these Hall of Fames. I'm just finding out a lot of these, a lot of these Hall of Fames, like there's no set criteria. There's no prerequisites. Mm -hmm. It's just, here's who I think should go in and here's their resume and what they've done. And you have a committee that either likes it or doesn't. And I'm sure there's bias involved. Of course, there's definitely, there's. Yeah, there's good. These are good old boy networks. So there's no question that was mentioned to me by a former prominent Janesville coach up there on Saturday, and and there were some some discussions about some of the stuff in Janesville and up there, which I kind of found uh, there was a little some some similarities in the Wisconsin Basketball well, Coaches sure. Association. Yeah, of, it's very clicky. Yeah, of, of, yeah, right. Is yeah. how that works. I saw a lot of Southwest Wisconsin stuff because that's where. The guy, a pedigree, is from. He's from Cuba City. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of that stuff. Well, it's like you got all the way up in like Door County and the far reaches of the, you know, uh, Northwest state. Like we, we can expand a little bit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We need to, we need to broaden the scope. But I, I, I just found, I don't know, I just found the, the imbalances a little weird. Well, I mean, there's been. Several people that have gone into the Janesville Hall of Fame in the last handful of years that I was like, really? Ahead of before people. before these right. guys yes. and gals, mm-hmm. really? Huh? Yeah. Okay. I'm, so I'm, I, you Your know, dad does you know that guy and he's on the board. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. But it's no, it, it's always nice, I suppose, to be in. And I mean, we're not in any Hall of Fames, but and we're not going to be um, in any Hall of Fames. You know, I'm sure it's nice to be in there. But everybody, it's you know, 
You've always got a little bit of a bone to pick, I suppose. Well, and with, I sent you that. also the number of awards that they were handing. I mean, they're just throwing these things out for any number of things. Well, that's what we do now. We, Everybody gets a trophy. Right, and yeah. that's that's kind of what I said to my Scholar uncle. Scholar athlete, sportsmanship, uh, best handshake on the bench warm-up guy. Here's your here's your plaque. They were handing out an award for coaches that have been to either the playoffs or the state tournament, and I kid you not, it, it was almost verbatim what they said, but haven't gotten as far as they should have. Yeah, here's a trophy for not winning. Right! <laughs> here's the trophy for getting there yeah. but not winning anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, congratulations on being kind of good. Yeah, that's basically what it was. Now, if you're a coach and, you, like, it's nice to be recognized, but you're like... I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to that. Right! <laughs> So it was it was just very very odd this weekend for the number of trophies that they were and awards that they were handing out and I was just like why are we giving awards for half of this stuff? I mean I didn't really get it. Yeah. So I, I hear you. But so we we couldn't watch as much college football as 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 we wanted on Saturday which I'm sorry I I tried to make it a point to watch the Badger game, and then uh, obviously the Packers were easy to watch on Sunday. You were kind of busy during the Bears game as well. Didn't didn't watch a whole yeah, lot of football. Yeah, had to. Uh, Gramps is getting a new bathroom. Oh. You know, uh, old you know, old man handicap accessible oh, type. It. You know, yep. bathroom put in this week. So, Dad and I had to go up and get, you know, get him prepared for all of that because that's mm-hmm. you know when you're 91. That's that's a big that, thing. That's a big thing. Yep. And. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't get back to town until afternoon, and then I uh, went over to my parents. We threw the uh, the Brewers on because we wanted to watch the bronze ceremony. And then you got the Ryder Cup going, and then I'm trying to watch five things at once and right. manage my fantasy team, and it, it didn't go well uh, between noon and three. I watched a little bit in the afternoon, and then I watched some of the Packers. But, honestly, I really didn't see – a ton of the bear game, which I think probably good, probably good. Um, we'll get into that, that yep. in a minute, but yeah, it was, uh, I ended up, it's funny. I was thinking about it on Sunday. Um, on last week's pod, I talked about how I always get excited for the Ryder cup and then the weekend comes and I never watch it. Mm-hmm. I watched a shit ton of golf <laughs> this weekend more than anything else. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's in Wisconsin. It, I just, and, and it's I, a big thing. Yeah, I mean, the locale was cool, but then once that was out of my head in five seconds, it was just really good. Mm-hmm. It was really fun to watch, and um, we'll, we'll hit that okay. as, as well as we go through here. We got so a lot to get through. Michael went to the Bears game. Okay. He left. I don't know what time he had to leave. What, it, what, yeah. what for? Like any, his his brothers, he's not a Bear fan. His brothers-in-law and their father-in-law were going – his their father in law was a, is is a Browns fan, okay, and his wife's brothers are Bear fans, okay. So there was a big foursome that they drivable all game, sure, R- right. Well, he went to O'Hare because he's coming from the Dell, so he flew to Cleveland. Mm. Um, and he asked if I still had from I don't know when I bought it, ten, fifteen years ago, a Joe Thomas Browns jersey, okay, which I took up there and I gave, and then he wore on the plane, and is as as he's boarding, passing through first class. Joe Thomas ah. on the plane and did say, hey, you know, Badger fan, you know, love, you know, very impressed with, you know, your career and all that stuff. And Joe did appreciate that 
love the jersey. Nice. So that's that, cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool. So he went there and watched the Bears basically get embarrassed by the Browns, not Edward Rooney, nine times sacks of Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, six first downs. What was it? How many pa- how, how many yards? Forty seven. Something or 40 47, something? 47 total yards. Yes. One one net passing yard. One. Nagy has been getting crushed by the Chicago media this ne- week. Every, all media. National media is killing him, too. Um, a lot of people, a lot, well, I heard several players and uh, commentators on ESPN specifically say he should be fired now. Wow. Um, you know, Look, this was this was really bad. The parts that I did see were it looked like a high school team, honestly. Um uh, they had no shot. Fields had no shot. The coaches put him in bad positions. This has been a train wreck um ever since the day they drafted Fields. The way they've handled this whole quarterback situation has just been a mess. It screwed their whole team up. They they weren't going to be very good anyway. And then you you throw all this other bullshit on there. And, you know, I think you've got a coach. I mean, I I really am not freaking out about it because I kind of, this is kind of what Nagy's tenure has been. It's been a lot of drama. It's been a lot of bullshit with the quarterback. It's been a lot of excuses and cliches and, and press conferences and everything's on the table and we just got to learn. It's like, dude, you're, this is your fourth year as a head coach. Like, what are you still, what are you not sure about that you're still trying to learn? Like, you... Once you've coached 50 NFL football games, Sunday should be old hat for you. Like, it shouldn't be this mind fuck every time you walk out onto the field. But I think you've just, you've got a lot of different agendas, I think, within the franchise right now, pulling in different directions, all trying to save their own asses. And this is this is what lack of leadership organizationally looks like. I mean... I saw somebody in the Bears media said the Bears don't really run themselves as a football franchise. They run themselves as a trust. You know, when George Hallis died in 83 and bequeathed the team to his daughter, Virginia McCaskey, who has, she's like 95, she's right. not involved anymore, but she's bequeathed it to her kids and her grandkids. Like, these aren't football people. Like, the guy that runs the Bears, Ted Phillips, he's an accountant. Right, no, he he is a business person. Yes, he is yes. not a football person. And, you know, people can point and laugh at, at some of the things that Jerry Jones does with the Cowboys and all of his meddling. That is a football person. That dude played college football. That dude has been around the game for decades with his fingers and stuff. Yeah, he didn't play in the league and he hasn't coached in the league, but it's not like he's a novice. Right. The Bears are novices. And, you know, we've seen it here locally, really, all three pro franchises. I mean, in the early 90s when Harlan cleaned house and brought in Ron Wolf, a guy who knew he had been with the Raiders, he had been with Super Bowl organizations, he knew what was going on. The Brewers did it when Atanasio bought the team and brought in Doug Melvin, who had built playoff teams with the Rangers. And the Bucks did it when Lazarian Edens, uh, bought the team. You had Hammond in place. You brought in Jason Kidd, an established guy, and then you bring in Budenholzer. That's really, I think, what inevitably is going to have to happen for the Bears to succeed is they're going to have to have new ownership. Maybe this move out to Arlington Heights, maybe things change and somebody else gets involved in the team. I don't know. But. Okay. Timeout. 
Is that move happening? Well, I th- it's still talked about. Arlington Heights is a trying to, they're going to build a stadium. Well, because Arlington Racetrack is done. Yes. Like, they posted something on social media that they had their last day already. I mean, I'm glad I got there a couple of weeks ago, but so that land is available. Yeah, they're going to build a stadium there. They're building a stadium there. It's just a matter of are the Bears going to play there. So, well, they're going to build it. It's Chicago. They can use that thing for tons of stuff. Concerts. Okay. Okay. They're just going to have a stadium and possibly not an NFL franchise there. Well, and, and like I heard a guy... From I, I don't know if it was their mayor or whoever. He's mm-hmm. like, well, there's other NFL teams. They move all the time. Right. Chicago's as big as, uh, you know, almost as big as New York and L.A. Why can't they have two teams? But anyway. So back to Nagy then. So if this is his second franchise, technically, quarterback, mm-hmm. that so far you have been unimpressed with his body of work when he's got on, gotten on the field. And granted, it's his rookie year, but it's a couple of games. But for one net passing yard. Yeah. I well, mean, doesn't that isn't that kind of an indictment of him on how he should be trusted with a young guy that's supposed to lead your franchise? I think most people had already indicted him. Okay, I, I just just because of Trubisky. I mean, I saw some of the things that Lauren Cox put on Twitter, breaking down some of the plays of the you know nine sacks. Probably three or four of them were Fields' fault. He he hung onto the ball too long. He scrambled too early and and you know screwed the play up. That's just inexperience. That'll happen. It's the, you know, the other five is where, you know, you're not bringing a tight end to help Jason Peters, who's 39 years old and is trying to guard my, or block Miles Garrett. You know, you got two number one overall draft picks on the Cleveland defensive line in that game, and you've got the worst O line in football, and you're trying to drop back a rookie quarterback who's shit in his pants. I mean, you got to help your team. I mean, the that's the, I don't know. It, Nagy, I I was I was nervous when they drafted Fields and they didn't fire Nagy. I've been nervous a little bit with all of the conversation. I, I thought about it today. The Bears, the biggest mistake I think they've made since drafting Fields was not immediately once they got to camp. Open competition? No, they should have said he's the third quarterback. Okay, because he's not ready. He, he the, the the kid played a year and a half at Ohio State. And we talked about Ohio State quarterbacks have never fared well in the pros because they kind of run gimmicky shit there. So it was obvious to anybody that watched him and that was going to draft him. It's like Trey Lance; they're not, they can't play now. Therefore, two, three, ten years down the road, you should have just put him as your third string guy because you knew Dalton wasn't going to play sixteen games. If he's not your third string guy, you're now you're forced to play him. Where if he's your third string guy, Nick Foles starts on Sunday, and nobody gives a shit because it's Nick Foles. But don't you think that the that the cries and the criticism of the organization wouldn't be just as loud? Of course play, it would to play the kid. Of be, course it be, would because but, it would have been a disaster even if Foles is by under but, center but anyway. That's the point of having a le- some leadership in your organization where you can stand up and say, "Listen." I understand what you're saying, fan base. You want to win today. We're telling you we're not good enough to win today. This kid cannot win games for us today, but next year he can, and the years after that he can. But we can't put him out there now because this is going to be the result. But nobody's going to say that. They're not going to go out and say that. You and I have had conversations about coaches and and, and executives all the time. But you can say it without saying those words. Right. There's ways to get your message across. Fans are always going to bitch. 
That's the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. But it's the organizations that stick to their principles and what they do that are able to stand up to their fan bases when they know they're right and their fan bases are not because they're idiots. You know, I mean, I, I hope what what I hope happens is the Bears win three or four games. I hope we don't see much more of Fields and Nagy. Nagy people calling for him to get fired today. It does, he's gonna get fired, and Ryan Pace is gonna get fired. The question is, can these people that run the team pick the correct people in those positions going forward? Right now, it doesn't they haven't seem like been it. able to. I mean, since they fired Lovey Smith, they have had one winning season. It was Nagy's first season. They've made the playoffs twice. One of them was last year when they went eight and eight. And that's like that's over a ten year span. That's a mark. That's Tressman. That's Fox. That's Nagy. That's Ryan Pace hiring two of those guys. If I was running the Bears, I would look at six teams in the NFL. I would look at the Packers. I would look at the Seahawks. I would look at the Saints, I would look at the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Steelers, and that is who I would go get my general manager from. Somebody in those organizations that understands how to build a football team. You have to build your football team inside out, and the Bears have not been able to do that, especially on the offensive side of the ball, and it's killed them. I mean, I saw I saw people kind of tongue-in-cheek apologizing to Mitch Trubisky this weekend. Like, sorry, dude. Yeah, Might not have been your maybe fault. Maybe you're not as shitty as we all thought you were. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's this fucking clown that's over here thinking he's smarter than he is, trying to you know call Jerry Glanville run and shoot plays with a guy who's got twelve <laughs> snaps under his belt. In the NFL, like wh- wh- you know, what are we doing here? It's so, it's a mess. So there is there's no fix, obviously, for this season no, because you knew it no. was going to go bad anyway. Yeah. So um, I, I guess after the after the year. Depending on what happens, I mean, do you is there a point to doing anything in season if you're expecting to be bad anyway? Like, like what? What do you mean? Removing the coach and putting an interim guy well, in charge? I mean, I maybe if they're like, if you look at their schedule, they play the Lions this week. Okay, if they lose to the Lions, they'd be one and three. Then they play in Vegas versus the Packers. Mm. Tampa at Pittsburgh. You're staring down the barrel of being one and eight. If you're one and eight, you're getting fired. Even if you win the Lion game, you're probably two and seven. At very, very, very best, you're three and six. So I, he's going to get fired anyway. I, I would just basically, if I was running the team, and I don't think they'll do this because I don't think they're smart enough to do this, I would just tell them Fields ain't playing. You don't get to coach him. You're done. You can coach the team. Stay away from fields. How's that dynamic work in practice and locker room? Well, stuff? well then the op, then the other option is fire him. But I just don't see who how else, you can. What are you? Gonna, that. Who else on that staff is going to do anything? I don't think anybody's going to. So then he's on his own for the rest of the year, or what? Like, how do you? But this is the mess that they made. This is why everybody said you you had to. You should have fired Nagy at the end of the year last year. Even if you kept pace, you should have fired Nagy. If you fire Nagy and you keep pace, or let's just say you get rid of both of them, you probably don't have Fields as your quarterback, and you're probably in another in 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 a different maybe it, it might not maybe. be the same mess, but it'd be a different mess, possibly. You know, um, all but, right. You know, there, <laughs> there's still a lot that remains to be seen on whether or not Justin Fields is any good. Yeah, 
I mean, look, rookie quarterbacks have started 11 games this year in the NFL. The record's 1-10. You know what that one win is? It was when Mac Jones beat Zach Wilson. Right. So, so a rookie had to win. Right. So they have that whole class has been really bad. That wasn't really the case last year with Burrow and Herbert and, and even Tua at, at different points during the year. Like Those guys were winning some games and playing pretty well. Um, we haven't seen that from this class. I'm, it's got to be a little concerning for these teams that, you know, spent some serious draft capital. And in the case of, you know, Jets and the Jaguars, you flat out lost games on purpose to get these guys. And now you're getting these guys and you're losing games not on purpose. I mean, I, that, that Jet team, holy moly. Like, Jack- I'm not sure they beat anybody this year. I, I'm, I'm Jacksonville, I think, <sighs> could get lucky. You think? I think so because I think they've got some talent. I don't just. I don't think the Jets have any talent. I just, I'm not seeing it. But mm. whatever. You got so anything else so on the Bears? My, no, there's my Bears rant. I'm not freaking out about Sunday, but the the franchise is a disaster. I I get it, man. That's, I get why Packer fans laugh at it. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's a great division to be in if you're Green Bay. You've got the Bears and the Lions who, have, for the last 30 years, have not, well, 30 for the Bears, 90 or however long the Lions are. They just can't get out of their own way. Yeah. Um, Packers eke out a two-point win. They get a field goal from Crosby, 51 yards as time expires, which I didn't, uh, I saw the stills yesterday on how close that kick was to being blocked. Yeah. Um, at the end, and you don't realize that when you're just watching the game in real time. Yeah, that dude got around the corner quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, you you called the you called the victory, and uh, and honestly, from what happened in the game, it probably should have been a blowout. Oh yeah, ba- <laughs> yeah, big blowout. Yes, that's why I was so that's why I was laughing and just rolling my eyes on Sunday night and Monday morning, at all the Packer fans who were super excited about that win. It's like, dude, you blew a seventeen point lead to Jimmy Garoppolo, and like the the Niner D backs were dropping like flies in that game. Mm-hmm. They can't really have no running back. Nope. Like, who did you beat? I get it. I get it. It's the Niners. It was on the road. That's that's great. I mean, I'm not even being sarcastic. You win a road game in the NFL, it's a good win. But, you know, relax, as Aaron would say. Well, I'm, Calm down. I'm not, I mean, I was thrilled that they won. Yeah. But then when you take a step back and say, well. Aaron's back. The it, team's back. It's like, guys. It shouldn't have come down to that in the first no. place. Um. The defense, I thought, well, I mean, again, like you you have to put it into perspective. You're playing Jimmy Garoppolo. They don't have a whole ton of playmakers. The only thing I was impressed with, the 49ers line is supposed to be pretty respectable, and the pass rush was pretty good. First half it was. At, at time. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought I thought it was nice that they got after the quarterback. Um, I thought the offense was good, and the offensive line, I mean, handling that front four and at times the front seven, um, they were spectacular because Elton Jenkins was out with an ankle injury, so you had Bakhtiari and Jenkins out. You had to throw a guy in who never started in the NFL left tackle, Yash Nijman, who I, I still don't know how to pronounce his name. I've heard it pronounced five different ways. But I heard Rodgers talk uh, after the game when uh, Stenovich, the offensive line coach, they had talked during the week, said, who you want to put over at left tackle? And they knew Jenkins wasn't going to go. And Stenovich said, I want to put Yash there. Rodgers was like, Really? Okay, all right, let's do it. He didn't allow any pressures or or anything like that. He actually held up very, very well. They had two rookies. They had John Runyon Jr. in the middle as well. 
and then they had Turner at, at right tackle. I don't know how these guys are able to plug and play at a decent level. Well, I, that's just what the Packers do. That's they're, what I mean. They're like uh, they're like the Brewers at first base. Whatever dude they throw over there just seems to do the same stuff. He's going to hit some bombs and be be a factor. Or it's like you know when the Spurs would sit Duncan and Kawhi and Parker and. All of a sudden, Patty Mills is dropping thirty-five on you. Like the system, yeah, and the infrastructure is what allows that to happen. But it's been it's been nice because there were times when I mean Rodgers couldn't get three seconds to throw the ball and was running for his life, and that wasn't even against a line like San Francisco had. Like they were able to keep the tight end and chip a little bit, and then they were able to keep the running backs in at times, and he was able to do that effectively. And the line held up. I mean. That's the one part of the game that I like. And um, first of all, I don't know. If, I mean, if you're San Francisco and you don't want to allow the Packers down the field with 37 seconds left and no timeouts, I mean, starting at your own 25, I'm confident in Rodgers' ability and the Green Bay you know, um, skill positions to, to make some plays. I didn't think that could be done what they did. Oh, I did. How do you leave the middle of the field that open unless you're just counting on somebody going down there and wasting a bunch of time because you don't have any timeouts? Yeah, you're just, you're dumb. Whether it's Adams, Lazard, MVS, he went out with an injury, but I mean, anybody else, it didn't matter. They weren't focusing on Devontae Adams. They were fine letting anybody go into the middle of the field because they thought the clock was on their side. And they couldn't do it. Well, I, I thought that's they, a catastrophic mistake on their they part. They were in prevent, which prevents you from winning. Yeah. And I don't understand, you know, this is, maybe this is the basketball player in me, but like, dude, I'm putting three dudes on Devontae Adams. Make somebody else be you. Bob Tanyan catches one and runs for 75 yards. God bless him. <laughs> Devontae Adams is not going to beat me on this drive. Did it twice. Exactly. That's just that's where that's where you seriously question coaching. And it's like is that Kyle Shanahan or is that the D coordinator? Well, I mean, clearly they were in some zone and were worried about the sidelines and guys getting out of bounds because where he was where he was between the hash marks. That's great. Just Fine. Go ahead and give it to him. But but I'm going to make Rodgers and Alan Lazard and Rodgers and MVS and Rodgers and Tanyan beat me. I'm not getting beat by Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I'm just not. I'm going to put three dudes over there and the other eight guys, you got to guard ten. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> uh, Packers got the Steelers this weekend. How the hell did Adams come back in the game? The NFL came out with a statement and I don't know did whether know. You're, 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 a, you're a cahoots kind of dude and you're a conspiracy dude. Went into the tent, did the whatever. Because I when I saw him and I don't know if you were watching at that particular time. He looked glassy-eyed yeah, as hell. He's just no. I, I don't. I'm just tongue-in-cheek joking. I don't well, care if he comes back or doesn't come he's back. Just like looking his head off into space. If he wants to play, let him play. I don't give a shit. But, thinking, thinking he's Batman. But, there, or but there's just no consistency. Oh so, no, that's what's no. funny about it. Um, so I no, I don't. I don't know anything about concussion protocol or or anything like that. But he was back on the field, and and everybody kind of echoed your thoughts. It was like, how's he back on the field yeah. already? Right. Like, hurry up and give me this test so I can pass and I can get back on the field. Like, I, okay, don't we need to? And everybody's like, oh, he obviously was fine. He caught our, those passes. It's like, that ain't got bit. nothing to do with it. No. You know how many dudes played in the NFL with their bell rung for decades and were look 
perfectly fine. Come on, man. Yeah. Um. All right. Some other stuff was this Carolina Houston game. That was the that was Thursday. That, that, that was Thursday, and the Panthers are like we said. Yeah, big loss though. Three and zero. Big loss losing McCaffrey. Yes. again. Yep. That that guy just can't stay healthy. Bigger, stronger, faster, and easier to crumble. I feel like. You yeah, know? somebody uh, I, I was listening to kind of compared him to Mike Trout. Where like he's like everybody says how great he is. He's always like the top first or second pick in a fantasy draft. He puts up huge numbers when he plays. But like I'm not sure I could pick him out of a lineup and I never watch his team play. You know what I mean? Like yep. when's the last time you watched a Carolina game that didn't involve them playing the Packers? Never. <laughs> exactly. Never. You know? Nope. Uh, Buffalo smoked Washington. I think everybody saw that coming. But everybody talked about how good the re- the the skins defense was. Well, supposed to be. I well, think I, that's wrong. And I think you know we we talked about it after week one. I think Buffalo is a team where you look back now at week one against Pittsburgh. Aberration. And that was a little bit of a, a strange yeah. outing. You had the punt block for a touchdown. The Steelers haven't looked very good since. Buffalo is really Steelers look bad this week. Putting it together. Yes. Um, Baltimore. I- can you feel bad for the Lions? Yeah, losing like that. Yeah, because I do. Yeah, I mean they had them beat. NFL record field goal off the crossbar, and, and it never bounces through. And they got screwed because right, the referees missed that delay a game and call. They reset the, right. Yes. Yeah, they got screwed, and that dude kicked a sixty-six yarder, which is just insane. But again, what is I mean, going on? Well, it's indoors. I don't care. It's not in the elements. You're not even contemplating kicking that. Wow. I mean, well, that's... of course not. Well, I think uh, unless you're uh, King, uh, Kingsbury, he tried a 68-yarder. Did he really? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy caught it for Jacksonville and ran it in for right, a touchdown. Right. So. No, I did see that. Uh, Titans beat the Colts. I think we kind of saw that coming. Boy, Colts are in trouble. 0-3. Yeah. Um, have not looked or played well at all. You know, Tennessee, man, they're... I don't, they... think, I don't think they're as good as they were but last they're year. they're kind of sneaky. But right? they're going to win 10 and 11 games because their division is trash. Yes. It's not as bad as the NFC East, but. Well, I don't know. I mean, if the Colts suck, you got the Colts, the Texans, and the Jags in there. That's that is ugly. Bad. That's pretty bad. Um, Great game here. I watched this. Chargers I, this and Chiefs I did back watch. and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Herbert's a stud. I mean, he went toe-to-toe with Mahomes and beat him in his own house. Mahomes had a really bad pick late, but um, something happened with Andy Reid. I, yeah, he left the field in a, on on a cart, and then he was just released from the hospital. Yeah. I think Monday morning. I don't know what the, he just said. He felt bad. We didn't really get anything other than that. <laughs> Too many so it's not. It's not. It's not funny to say, but it totally reminded me of Farley's character on the Bears, where he's had like his ninth. He had some Polish sausage blood shear in his chest. His ninth heart attack. You know that's what that was probably what everybody else is thinking yeah. too. So, it's, but no, I mean you're, he, you're not alone. All of a sudden, Kansas City's one and two. Probably should be three and zero, but they're sitting one and two. They're in last in their own division. I don't think it's anything to worry about. But no. the division is also very good. The division's good. So you don't really have any more room for you know that Charger to, team, to man. I'm telling you, they're that's a team that I think if they can kind of weather the storm here in the first half of the season. Look out for them towards the end. I was trying to tell Grizz this past week because they do game, they do pick them games with one of our clients on the hog, and he was like, "There's just no games." And I said, "You've got two right off the bat that are going to be good, and one of them is the Chargers and KC's go." I got KC by two touchdowns. I said, "I 
It's going to be awakened. Oh, I don't think. And then he thought that the Buccaneers were going to smoke the Rams. Mm-hmm. No way. And I was like, those are that's, just wait. And so I, I came in on Monday and I said, yeah, how about those games you thought were going to be garbage? And yeah. kind of didn't really have a response. How did the Cardinals, or uh, sorry, I thought that said Arizona. Yeah, Arizona takes care of Jacksonville. I mean, honestly, it probably should have been more, I would think. Yeah, they were down for a while. Yeah, but that, I, I mean, that's, this is the Cardinals. This is what they do. They're really talented. They got a dumbass coach. They do stupid shit. They get they put themselves in bad positions, but their talent wins out. It's kind of what they've kind of lucky. It's kind of what they've done the last two years. Um, game on paper was probably terrible, but it wound up being close. Falcons and the Giants. I didn't even know that this game was played until I looked at the scores and wrote it down. Two touchdown win for the Bengals over the Steelers. Boy, Pittsburgh is. I mean, if if is you're they on their last legs. If well, for, first let me say, if you're the Bengals, you take out those three straight interceptions that Burrow threw against the Bears. You're three and zero. You should be three and zero. I think the Steelers are in serious trouble. I think now they got to come to Lambeau. I think Roethlisberger done is is washed. I I I think I think I think I said it a couple weeks ago. This to me is last year's Saints with Breeze. Okay. I think that they've got a lot of talent but on the team. They don't even have anybody in in back of no, Roethlisberger they, that's no. any good either. like the Saints at they least got, uh, had they somebody got the it's Mason kid. Rudolph. No, it's Haskins. Oh, Dwayne Haskins? Yeah. Where's Rudolph? Is he the I think third he, guy yeah. or is he somewhere else? I, I think he's in the mix. Okay, but, but you still don't, you have, don't anybody have anybody. No. And uh but you know they got good skill guys, good wideouts, good young running back, decent line. But Roethlisberger just can't he can't move. And I mean, the Packers that'll be an interesting game to see how that Packer O line or D line can get after him because if you can get pressure on him, you're going to beat him. Right. But if he gets a stand back there, he can probably. I don't still, think he's. He I don't think he's got apart. the you know the deep downfield stuff. But he's good enough where he could pick you apart. But I don't know about this team and T.J. Watts banged up. Um, that defense seems a little well, not as good as we thought. But Joe Barry's defense might not be good, but I think they found another good corner since Kevin King didn't play. Uh, of course, because it's already week three and he's down due to injury. But the Stokes kid that they just drafted, um, he got a couple of pass interferences. One of them was was bullshit, but um, he got rave reviews in his first start. Uh, opposite Alexander. Alexander hasn't had a great season so far, but looks like the Packers got at least two decent corners. So I'm I'm, like to, I'm, I'm a little bit less worried about a guy like Roethlisberger if you can get some get some pressure. For sure, on him. and and I'd like to see Stokes against better receivers. Oh, I for think sure. This week because against, he's handling their second yeah, guy because Alexander. Is. This week you're either going to have Claypool or Schuster, who's mm-hmm. much better than what you were seeing oh, God, from the yes. Niners. So, um, Broncos are three and zero. Yeah, but they've played like the three worst teams in the league. Hey. So. Get three victories. Yeah, beat who you can. Uh, they Teddy, shut, Teddy Bridgewater shut out the Jets. Teddy Bridgewater is one of those guys where, I, like, if I'm him, I just tell my agent every time I'm up for a contract, just show him my record. Guy wins games. I don't know how. He won some games with Minnesota. Yeah, he won some games with with the Saints last year when Breeze was out. He's winning games now. I mean, he won, oh, or two years ago, he won some games last year with Carolina. Like. I wouldn't want to build a franchise around him, but you could do worse. How are the Dolphins in this game? Because Jacoby Brissett's competent. Man, I, I I thought the Raiders just would have stomped them. I thought so too, but um, they made some. They had some stupid turnovers. But Derek Carr is thrown for twelve hundred yards in three weeks. So, uh, Rams with a ten point win over the Bucks. 
Not surprised. In L.A.? Kind of had a feeling. Well, um, you're, you're, you're pretty high on this Rams team. I am. Yep, I think they're the best team in the NFC right now. Not to say that Tampa won't get better, but um, I, I think that that Ram defense is legit. I mean, you've got, in Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, you've got probably the two best guys at their respective positions. And uh, Stafford's good, man. Mm-hmm. You give Stafford uh, an O-line and some guys some, to throw to. Some actual talent around him? You know, I, yeah. the, their weak their weak spot is their running game, whether or not they're going to be able to run the ball because Henderson didn't play. I mean, they got Sony Michelle and a couple other guys back there that are really, really mediocre. Um, but I like that Ram team, man. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw three touchdown passes in the first half, and I didn't watch any of the game, but I was watching on the ticker, and I have no idea how the Seahawks lost to the Vikings. Uh, Dalvin Cook didn't even play, and his backup went crazy. I'm wondering if that was a little bit of a residual hangover from blowing that game last week to the Titans at home for Seattle. But I'll tell you what, Minnesota, um, certainly the last two weeks, but but really all three, they've been able to move the ball and score. I mean, they're sitting at one and two. They should be three and zero, oh. and that all of a sudden, you know, the NFC North's looking a little bit different. But I, I think the Vikings are pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna. I think they'll split with the Packers. They'll probably I think. split with the Packers. I don't think they'll win the the division, but I think they'll be in the mix for the playoffs. And then uh, Monday night, uh, Dallas just put up a yeah. ton, including a pick six on Philly. Philly's and that not was, good. It doesn't. Really I'm just not. Like I'm it. not a Jalen Hurts guy. No. That's my fear about Fields is that he's Jalen Hurts 2.0. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So week four starts in a couple of days, and this should be, I would say, probably one of the easier wins for the Bengals because they play the Jaguars. You would think. I think next week Fox gets the Thursday night game, so they start getting better. Because this is like this is just all NFL Network garbage. Oh, this is brutal. It is. Who the hell is – and, like, this is – I mean – they're fortunate that the baseball playoffs haven't started yet because no one would watch this game. But, ooh, I think I, I think I looked ahead for Thursday, which is I mean, they're not starting that those Tuesday night MAC games mm. for like another week or two. So now the first college football game of the week is generally on like Thursday. And I went ahead and I looked, and I think it's Appalachian State and somebody. I'd almost rather watch that than the Jaguars and the Bengals. I mean, I you know. Number one pick last year, Joe Burrow. Right, number, number one pick, pick this year. This year. I mean, storyline's good, but it's but the, probably going to be a bad football. I game. would think so. So is the next one. <laughs> we'll see if the uh, Redskins defense can rally and go to the Falcons and win. Um, somebody's going to get an even record at two and two, but I don't think it's indicative of how good the teams are at five hundred. Yeah, and then I think I heard like next week. I think the Falcons play somebody awful in London. So like oh, they theor- we're starting the London. Game. Yeah, they theoretically could be three and two and be really. A really shitty team. Oh. Yeah. Um, Buffalo is going to smash Houston because it's a home game. I think there's 17-point favorites in this game. What? Something like that. Um, Soldier there's, Field. There's some bad ones this week. Yeah. Here's another Here's another turd. Bears and Lions. Yeah. You picking Detroit to get their first win? I am. You are? I am. Uh, dude, honestly, from what I've seen from Detroit, they're not that bad. No. Like, Goff's not that bad. Goff is the 20th best quarterback in football, but he's not that bad. He's competent. It's just a matter of, you know, they have he's got no wide receivers. No. 
I mean, Cephas is like their best wide receiver, right. and he probably should be like your third or fourth guy. I mean, Hawkinson, if he was Hawkinson's pretty good, but he, but he he's their best pass. Yeah, catcher. it's hard to it's hard when your tight end's your top but, guy unless he's pretty special. But yeah, you're right. I think they're okay. All right, I really am kind of hoping that the, they get the Bears. Uh, Carolina probably first loss going to Dallas. I would imagine Cowboys are favored in this game. I think so, and with no McCaffrey, right? You know, I Dallas. Think. I don't know, man. They might that Dan Quinn hire as their D coordinator seems to have really changed things around for him. You know, maybe you know maybe that's Nagy's destiny. Some guys just aren't destined to be head coaches. That's they're right. just they're, coordinators. They're good coordinators. I mean, that's right. Norv Turner was famously that yep. way. Mm-hmm. But um, um, who is the uh, Wanstat? Yep. Good Wanstat. Yep. Good, good coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Wade Phillips is another one that came yeah. that comes to mind. Um, boy, geez, you're right. Colts and Dolphins combined one and five. Yeah, just bad. Um, Two's going to be out for, I mean, did, did, they put him on injured reserve, like cracked ribs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's he's not playing. But can you get that second performance in a row? Well, and Indy's desperate. You go on four, you're, you're, you're not making the playoffs. I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd basically have to go, what, nine and five mm-hmm. to even have a chance. That's tough. Um, Minnesota hosting the Browns. This should this, be a good game. Th- 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 and, and this would be a good win for Cleveland. It'd be a good um, win for either one of them. I mean, Minnesota needs it, yeah. but, but it'd be a good road win for Cleveland. Um, Giants are going to go, I don't know. The Saints are just, I, I just don't know. Well, yeah, that's are what happens the, when Jameis is your quarterback. Are they you don't the first weak team against Green Bay? The defense seems to always be there for them. Yeah. It's just a matter of can Jameis... Not throw it to the other team. But, I mean, it's a home game. They should beat the Giants, I, I would, would think. I would think so. That's a pretty crappy team. Jets are going to be 0-4, even though they host the Titans. I it, don't see it, Tennessee losing that. It'd be kind of funny if uh, the New York teams were 0-8 after four weeks. <laughs> then, <laughs> think their then, media would be the a little upset? would just be jumping out windows. <laughs> um, Philly and Kansas City, There, here's one where... The, this is a get-right game yeah, for the Chiefs. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. No, they, they they need to get back if, to 500 If, if you've got one. Tyreek Hill or Kelsey on your fantasy team this week, this could be like a 30-point game for you because I could see Kansas City winning 45-10. to 10. The I would think the game of the week would be the Cardinals and the Rams. Both of them are 3-0, and but I'm. is it going to be as close... As a as a pair of three and O teams would lead you to believe it would be. Uh I would think that the Ra- I would say the Rams probably by a touchdown or more. That's what I was thinking. You know, yeah. And they're they're playing very well. Arizona even last week they didn't play very well. The week before they were okay, but Rams are really clicking. Well, let's see. 49ers are hosting the Seahawks. Kind of a must win for Seattle. It kind of is. You don't want to fall I mean, one and three in that division. That's but, but I mean, be... just watching San Francisco against Green Bay and the fact that the Packers should have beat them by more in San Francisco. I mean, I would think that Seattle should probably. That's win a rivalry this game. game, though. I know those, those games have always been, been weird. weird yes. You know. Yep. No, you're right. Um, I wouldn't imagine the Broncos stay undefeated, but the way that Baltimore pulled one out in Detroit, now you go to got to go to a mile high. I, I mean, I guess I don't know. Denver's defenses look good, but they've played nobody. And and Lamar, you know, he's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde himself. Right. Sunday afternoon game is the Packers and the Steelers. Uh, we already talked about. We already talked about that. I would. I I don't know what the line is yet, but I I mean, I would think Packers are favored in that one. Um, 
Here's the one that they've they've been promoting so heavily this past weekend. Boring. I mean, really. Uh, Brady going back to Foxborough yeah, for, for Sunday night. I, I mean, I, really I mean, if I'm not a Patriot, if other than Patriot fans, I don't know why anybody cares. I really don't. Who you got? Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Big. Yeah. Oh, big. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Monday Night Football. This will be another good one. Chargers and uh, the Raiders, that, that one in L.A. This just, I don't know. When I was making this out, it reminded me of, like, Al Frank and Dan. Uh... Dan Fouts, Jay Schrader. Oh, my God. Stan Humphreys, uh, Jeff George. Yes. A good old Monday night West Coast shootout. I think this could be a fun game. I'm looking right. forward to this one. Be a rare Monday night one that I that appointment TV that doesn't involve the Packers or Bears. Might actually watch. All right. Well, that is about 45, 40 minutes or so of uh, NFL talk. Um, we don't have to spend too much time on the college scene because – it's one of the players, multiple players, media members, even some coaches just described Badger's performance in Chicago against Notre Dame as embarrassing. Um, and the defense, again, did not play horribly. Um, but Mertz, it's funny how quickly the coaches come to his defense. His players got his back, too. But, I mean, we said it last week, and I like I, I reached out to Russ O'Leary. He was at the game with, with the O'Leary clan. And during the second half, I I asked the question that I asked last week. Are we sure that Mertz is any good? And Russ's answer he came back with was, well, he's in the state of Kansas. If you've got a lot of talent and you put up big stats and you're not really playing anybody and you get to kind of balloon your ranking and your worth and then you go to a college team, and now the playing field is a little bit more level than you're used to, mm-hmm. and everybody has caught up to you, what do you got in the tank, and how can you elevate yourself? And nobody's really sure that he can do that right now. I think Mertz is a nice lesson for Badger fans. Um, Be careful what you wish well, for. Well, d- don't, don't you know, the, the recruiting um, rankings mean nothing. Literally nothing. I know that teams, you know, basketball and football in college, they like to, we got this many four stars and this many three stars, we're ranked second in the conference and all that. It means nothing. How many times does Michigan come in second in the in the recruiting rankings to Ohio State and how, how much success has Michigan had yeah. in the last seven or eight years? It doesn't mean anything. No. And Badger fans for years were like, why can't we get a five-star? Why can't we get the big-time quarterback? Well, you got one. And, and – whether Mertz ends up being good or not remains to be seen. He's still got two and a half years left to play. Um, maybe. Maybe. But, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be the first high-ranked high school prospect to, to not pan out in college. Happens all the time. Yep. Happens at a lot bigger school, bigger and better schools than true. Wisconsin. That's true. Look at all the guys that have been hyped up to go to Notre Dame over our, our lifetime. Rick Meyer and these guys and Brady Quinn. And it's like, oh, okay, well, they're all right, I guess. But, you know, I, I just think it's magnified when you're a Badger fan because you can point to that position where you've never had a really potentially elite player come in and be like, finally, we're going to get somebody who can make that position not as big of as a gaping hole or weakness in the offense where we won't have to rely on the running game. Well, right now, defenses are stacking the box to stop the run because we can't pass the ball. 
I, and, and ever like one out of three times every every down down the field, you're trying to go to Jake Ferguson, yeah, who's blanketed, and is is a nice college player. I mean, but again, it's hard to be really good in football at a high level if your number one target is your tight is your is your white boy tight end, you know, unless he's George Kittle or Gronk. Right, it's just hard to do. I mean, my what I what concerns me a little bit, big picture, from the recruiting aspect is they don't seem to have the depth. You know, there there's been a lot of years since Alvarez got there. We're like, like the third string running back for the Badgers was as good as like the first string running back for half the Big Ten. We ain't got that. You know, the line depth where, yeah, okay, we have a really good line, but and this guy got hurt in week Line's three, brutal. we can bring somebody in Line's and, and kind of like the Packers and plug and play. Nope. Can't do that anymore. Nope. Nope. So that's where I'm a little bit concerned is like I feel like the the talent is dipped a little bit because of the lack of depth. You know what I mean? Um, look, I, I think they'll lose Saturday to Michigan. They're going to be one and three. Um, I hope Badger fans are prepared for the Belk Bowl or whatever December 19th you game get they six play wins. You're going to get six wins? Maybe. I, I don't know whether you're going to. I don't know. but Because um, after that, you go to Champaign and play Burt, and then you got a home game against Army, who I now, I will maintain that Army is going to give them a game. The interesting question is, you're Tim McIntosh now. Okay. Chris, but yeah. Chris McIntosh. Similar to... Uh, you know, a new general manager in the pros. Chris isn't your boy. Chris and Greg Gard were not hired by you. Right. And I'm sure you know them well. I'm sure you like them. They're both nice men. Uh, but, you know, this Badger football program, the last couple of years has not been trending in the right direction no. under Paul Crest. And I just wonder how long they put up with that. I'm wondering if there's any similarities to what the Bears are experiencing at their quarterback position with their coach and not putting him into a good position if what that's what Chris is doing with Mertz and kind of reining him in and not letting him have the full exploits of the field because the play calling is very much similar to what we've seen in the past outside of a few spurts where you get a couple of looks of like, that's kind of imaginative, you know? Yeah. I didn't think you had this in you. But things seem very, very cut and dry offensively. And I don't know whether that's hamstringing Mertz and they're doing it for a reason or whether this is all we can throw at him or the offense because these are our limitations. Well, right, and we don't know how good he is in the film room and, and right. studying and all of that stuff. But it from the outside looking in, it does. there are some similarities because it does reek of some stubbornness from the, from the coaching staff. We're like, you know what? You've played three games. You've played two good teams. You have not been able to run the ball effectively. Your defense has kept you yep. in them to a point. Yes, you have not been able to run the ball effectively. You have a kid at quarterback who is supposed to be a dynamic player. You've got veteran wide receivers who came back to get this extra year. Right. Why are we not taking advantage of that if it's something we can take advantage of? Because, again, we don't really know. But I don't know. It, just three yards in a cloud of dust, man. When you don't have that that A plus O line, and you don't have a pretty damn good running back. I mean, Malusi's okay, but he's little. You know, he's not a bruiser by any means. He's not a thirty 
you know, shit, they give the ball to frickin' Monty Ball and Dane and these guys. They give them 35 carries. I don't really think that this is that kind of a team. I mean, so. Malusi wants the ball that much. I mean, he was talking about getting the ball maybe like seeing seeing it seven times in a game, uh, even when he was, you know, getting some, some more snaps over Etienne. But, uh, I mean, I... Again, we've had no explanation for what happened to Jalen Berger in week one and how he got beat out by Malusi. But mm-hmm. Chris loves his higher guys on the, um, as far as what where they are in school, what year they are. You know, he likes his his older yep. players. Um, you know, Garendo is now the 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 split backup with Berger. I don't know how he leaped up there, but he's I think a year older than. Burger as well. You got Julius Davis, who was supposed to be this really good, flashy kid from Anomaly Falls. You haven't seen him. So, I mean, if if our running backs aren't as elite as we had thought and deep, aren't we maybe trying to... It's, I mean, it's just like at the end of that game when Mertz was not doing well. Do you want to see what else you got in the cupboard? I mean, is there is there any harm for that? I mean, who are you going to damage? You know what I mean? But it's like, if you're not getting it done, we got to turn well, to somebody else. Maybe it tells you that they know that the cupboard is bare. Yeah. Or it could be just the stubbornness. Could be. This is our guy. Mm-hmm. This is what we need to do. And this is what we're going to keep doing. Because I, I just feel like there's a lot of that. Well, we're going to keep doing and, this. And last week, I think it would have been, you know, locker rooms can be fragile. And to yank Mertz in the game against the guy that you pushed out of the program, I'm not sure how well that's bought in by your guys. So, Fair. you know, sometimes you got to think about that stuff, right. too. Um, Michigan, then Illinois, then Army, and then I don't know what the rest of the schedule is, but, I mean, they're they're not winning the West at no, this point. No, I, I mean, Iowa's beating them. Like I said on Monday, Minnesota lost to Bowling Green. Did they end up losing that game? Yes. Wow. So... I think the only team that you're really not beating is probably Iowa. The saving grace is you get them at home. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that, that you're beating them and, and you're winning the West. Right. I'm, 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 it, I, it seems I really like don't. a long shot unless things drastically change. Right, unless they somehow figure shit out. Uh, let's go to the Brewers. I felt really bad. I felt really bad because I was all, I was gone over the weekend and we had to make all these decisions for sports and we have to honor our Packers contract with eight hours of coverage, yeah. two of pregame, two and a half of the call-in show after the game. So the Brewers game lined up so that we could probably duck out and get almost the entire game in, if not all the entire game, before Packers pregame started at 5. What happened on Sunday? The Braun thing pushed mm. the game back a half an hour. So we aired the whole thing, but we had it set up for our satellite to kill the broadcast at two or three minutes to five before the Packers started. And then what what wound up happening, I was listening to the radio at the exact moment. They were coming back out for the top of the ninth and Hader was in. Mm. Broadcast kills. Mm. And I just went, oh my God. That sucks. Because you had the division right there. Yep. I would have loved to have heard that, so I had to hear it on Twitter. Well, we're in our first 10 minutes of Packers pregame. I felt really bad as a sports director of a radio station. Well, yeah. I mean, it, I mean the same thing. No. You got to honor your contract. I got but... eight innings on the air already. Yeah. It just happened to come down to the last one that you couldn't get on because you had to honor Ryan Braun, which is fine. 
it, it was just a perfect storm of crap. But um, it was it was cool that they won. It was cool that it was on the last home game. It was cool that uh, it was the Braun thing. I mean, everything kind of lined up on Sunday, and it was a good sweep of the Mets as well. Uh, I, one of the great weekends in Brewer history, I think. Um, not to get too hyperbolic about oh. it, but, I mean, um, yeah, like you said, won the division. They're 94-62 and 62 right now, six games left. Um, shockingly swept by the Cardinals in four games last week, uh, the red-hot Cardinals. Um, then turn around and, and win three against the Mets. Got three starting tonight in St. Louis, and then wrap up for three in L.A. St. Louis has won 16 in a row. I'm sure the Brewers would be more than happy to end that streak here in the next couple of games. But it's kind of nice going into this last week. They can kind of get everybody, uh, get some guys some rest, heal up, you know, get your bullpen uh, in the order you want it, get your uh, starters in the order you want it, all that good stuff, and uh, just kind of kick back this week. Maybe play a little spoiler for the Dodgers if you can. Knock them into that wild card spot and uh, and see what happens. Brewers are pretty much they're locked into the two seed, so they're going to end up playing the winner of the East, which is between Atlanta and Philly. But the weekend was pretty awesome. You know, Friday night you had Gomez, uh, Gallardo, and K Rod go into the Walk of Fame. Um, Gomez and Gallardo both were there. Both gave some speeches. Uh, very emotional about um, their time with the Brewers and, and what it meant and coming back and, and all that stuff. K-Rod wasn't able to be there. I believe he was stuck in, I'm not sure, Venezuela Another maybe. I think, sure, he, yeah. I think he might have tested positive for oh, COVID, okay. honestly. Um, Saturday night you had the big Euchre deal oh God, with the 50th the, anniversary. The highlight of the first pitch. Yeah, had the machine throw it out. Because we were at the banquet for Nicole, and I'm just kind of, with all these random awards, I'm just scrolling through Twitter, and I was like, what the hell's going on? As soon as he walked out there, I saw the black guy. I went, that's a pitching machine. Because mm-hmm. as soon as he starts to, like, rotate the shoulder, I'm like, he's just going to take this off, throw the ball. And it was it was just vintage, yeah. priceless euchre. Absolutely. It was so good. And uh, they got him some some custom-made Jordan kicks those that they were all awesome. wearing. Some Jordan 11s. Yes. Those were pretty, pretty sweet. I don't know if they're selling those or if that was kind of a one-off, but pretty cool looking with the yes, brewer colors. I, I would buy those for sure. But, you know... It, it was really, and then obviously you had the bronze ceremony on Sunday, yep. his retirement. But it was just really cool to have so many people back for all of this stuff. I mean, um, you know, those all the guys that were honored were back. Molitor and Yount were both back on Saturday. They were both up in the booth with BA and Rock. Um, I think Robin had had a couple of pops <laughs> before he was in the booth because he was very talkative. And uh, I mean him and him and Molitor. I mean, you know, Robin's obviously my favorite, and and I always like Molitor, but he's he's farther down the list. But just such completely different people. I mean, Robin's just so carefree and easygoing, and Molitor's so much more businesslike and buttoned up. But it was fun listening to those guys kind of reminisce and talk about Uke and and you know, Ron Renneke was back this weekend. Um, you know, Carlos Gomez really wanted him there. He he was very influential, Gomez talked about in his career so um very cool to have all that the only the only knock i will say and it's during the broad thing and it's just it, maybe it's just me but like 
I just don't need to hear from Atanasio for 10 minutes with his little squeaky-ass voice. Like, dude, we get it. You're on the team, brunch boy. I'd rather, I would have, I would have rather have gotten five minutes from Ricky Weeks, Corey Hart, Prince Fielder, or, or Yelich, or somebody that was a teammate. Mm-hmm. Didn't really need to hear, or even Uke. I mean, I know they probably didn't want to drag Uker all the way down and then have to get him back up top. But, you know, somebody else that wasn't necessarily signing his check, but gotta give that's the mic the, to the boss. That's the owner's prerogative. Gotta I give get the it. Mic to the boss. I get it. Yep. But uh, so you love it when he visits the booth then on occasion as well. Well, his interviews in are terrible. I mean, I love Mark A. He's great. He, God bless him. I'm very, very happy he's the Brewers' owner. Without him, I'm not sure they're even in Milwaukee. But his interviews are just atrocious because he takes forever to talk and he's so mousy. And it's just like, all right. He's got the permagrin, too. Can somebody too. just throw a three-pitch inning here and get out of this? You know, he's talking to his wife next to him, and she everything he says, she, what? What? And I'm like, Jesus, do you need my grandpa's hearing aid? He's talking to you, lady. Ugh. But anyway, it was a fun weekend. <laughs> I'm glad they finally clinched. Yeah. Get the monkey off the back and, and line up for the postseason, which uh, I think is going to be very, very interesting. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Because of... Well, I think the Bruce... Probably more. Probably, I don't know if I would say this team is more prepared to make a World Series run than 2011 because 2011 had more star power. But when this pitching is right, they're they don't need really, that star really, power really, in, really dominant in the batter's box as much. I mean, you've got three guys in in these. They call them short series, which it's kind of a oxymoron because they're actually a five and a seven game series or longer than any series you play during the regular season. I don't know why they call them short series, but Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta, six innings, six innings, six innings. Now I go Boxberger or whoever in the seventh, and I'm going Williams Hayter. Eh, I, I like my chances because mm-hmm. anytime anybody hits the ball off Josh Hayter, I feel like it's an accident. <laughs> like V... He had VR the other night in the ninth. Oh my god, I saw the and just he, the wave. He well he threw one to VR that VR swung so late and he actually got a piece of it. I thought he broke Manny Pena's arm. He swung so late. I thought he hit it Pena right out of his glove. Get it? <laughs> and I mean Hater really makes guys look foolish. He does. And uh, you know, it seems like when he gets roughed up he gives up a dong. And that's what I'm saying. It's like he just gasses one, and a dude guesses right, and he sticks the barrel out there, and it's in the. Well, that's the easy su- part. He, yeah, he supplies fast the power. In, fast going out. I mean, it's that's how it works. But man, I tell you, the Brewers are winning after seven innings in these playoff games. It, it it's lights out. You just got to hope they can hit good pitching. That's that's the concern. So the Braves are up two and a half on Philly, and they have a series starting tonight. Three-gamer, yep. So Brewers are, like you said, locked into the winner of that series. So that's a big it's a big series. Mm-hmm. Um, do we know where that is, Atlanta or Philadelphia? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. In the West, your, your Dodgers aren't – they can't – are the Giants just hanging on for dear life or the Dodgers making it tough? Well, last week it was a one-game lead. This week it's two-game lead. Okay. So they're, they're kind of playing even, but – Brandon Belt broke his thumb for the uh, for the Giants, and he's having a really good year for them. That's going to be a big loss. Be interested to see how long he's out. But I mean, I can't imagine you playing any in the next couple of weeks with a broken thumb. 
So the wild card, you've got the Dodgers, and the Cardinals' magic number is one. Yeah, they're I mean, in. I mean, I would they're think in. so. I mean, Basically, they're, they're six games up. The Cardinals would have to lose out, and the Reds would have to win out. Or the Phillies. Or the Phillies. Right, but, but even then, they're but probably if the winning But if the Phillies went out, they're winning the division. Right. Exactly. So the Cardinals um, are in for all so practical purposes. In the American League, um, AL East, I, I just I can't get used to the fact that Tampa is better than either the Red Sox or the Yankees. It's just mind-boggling to Dude, me. Dude, that division is a beast. Toronto's in fourth. They got 87 wins. And you're in fourth? You're in fourth. It's because the Central was crap. That's bad. Because the third-place team in the West is the A's, and I think they got 84 they, wins. They were in it, yes. Like that. Them and the Mariners were, yeah. yeah, right there, too. So, yeah, the AL East has been tough. But, I mean, Red Sox-Yankees played this weekend. Yeah. Yankees swept them. So... They they took over the number one spot in the wild card. The Sox are only a game back. I think they'll both probably still make it. Um, because yeah, Toronto's a game behind Boston, and Seattle's a game and a half behind Boston. So we'll see. Yankees Red Sox wild card one game winner take all would I'm be fine with would that. be enter- be, that'd be entertaining. Yes, it would. Um, in the Central, the White Sox clinched what last week? Yeah, week and a half ago. And then they tried like to that. get in a fight last night. Did you see that? Yes. <laughs> Look what he's doing. They hit a Brayu and then he stole second and went in barreling to second base. The second base was like, or the you, short yeah, he's like, what are, you, like, like what are you doing, what are you, man? What, what, what's like, happening? We're not trying to hit you. What's, what are you doing? I mean, and then LaRusso was, of course, that was intense, you know. Well, of course. Said and, whole, and isn't it always funny how these, him. whoever the red-ass team is in baseball is usually managed by that guy? Right. That's right. Yep. Uh, in the West, the Astros are four and a half up on the uh, Mariners. And then the wild card, like you mentioned, Yankees, Boston, Toronto, they're all in it. Seattle is kind of lurking on the outside. They have the best, um, the, a better chance at the wild card than division, but I, I'm probably not thinking that they're going to make a run it either. But Houston's been quiet. Quiet good? Quiet good, yes. and and I bet you that's on purpose. They don't really oh, want to draw no. any attention. No way. You know? Nope. But still, I, it's still a damn good team. And I don't think anybody wants to pay any attention no. to them either. No. You know? So I really hope. God, I'd hate to see. You know, that'd be about the thing. The Brewers make the World Series, and you got to play those assholes. You know, I'd rather play. I'd honestly, I'd rather play like the Yankees. Right. I think Brewers, Yankees, Brewers, Red Sox be, would be awesome. It would be awesome. All right. Um, some uh, some NBA before we wrap it up with golf. We're already over the uh, the hour mark. Media Day was on yes, Monday, yep. and um, it was good to. Get some comments. Training camp is is Tuesday is today, and then the first exhibition game is uh, a week from today against the Grizz, and then three weeks from today is the first game against the Nets, and it seems like everybody is all dialed in like, yeah, it's cool. Uh, we won a championship. It's awesome. That's great. We'll love the rings. We'll hoist the banner. We'll get one more, you know, last hurrah, and then we're going to go do it again. It seems like everybody's mind is where it needs to be. I, I mean, yeah. I, I like the mindset from what I hear from everybody that I heard from. And I and if you followed the Bucks the last couple of years, you shouldn't be surprised. I mean, Middleton, Holiday, Giannis, Lopez, Connaughton, like those guys are pretty even keel business. Like Portis is all dudes. in too. Portis now, yep. as well. Um, so yeah, nothing nothing earth shattering no. came out. Um, probably the most significant two things were uh, Dante DiVincenzo, who missed the last three series of the playoffs last year with that torn tendon in his ankle. He's says he's doing well. He's on, he's on track for recovery. We know probably be a couple more. He probably won't 
be right. ready for the season okay. to start. He, he said yesterday he's not taking part in any five-on-five yet, but he's making progress. And then Giannis talked a little bit. Giannis's interview, I watched that dude. Like That dude, he still, he's been here for like seven or eight years. He still don't know half the shit that he's saying. It's so funny. <laughs> like They asked him about the Brewers. They're like, what did you say to your Brewer employees this weekend to get him to snap that winning streak? And I don't think he knew what they said. He's like, I, 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 I fight everybody. And then he started laughing. <laughs> like I'm like, what? But anyway, he said that uh, he's still having a little knee problem from the hyperextension. Yep. He did say that he probably shouldn't have come back for game one of the finals. But, you know, at that point, you're playing. If you can walk, you're playing. Um, so that's something to watch. And uh, he said he's out of shape, which <laughs> I find hard to believe considering it's been such a short off season. But, but if you go those to guys Greece, have kind of been on a little bit of a whirlwind yeah, tour here, right. so I get it. But um, you know, I I I think that you know Bucks fans need to be prepared early in the season that um, it's it's going to be a little bit of a slow going. I, I I don't expect this team to come out and be ten and two. Just both, I, both I, barrels. I think if they're seven and five. That's a little more realistic to start the year. I think they're going to take it easy on uh, Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday because you got to remember those guys Olympics. just played the Olympics, yep. so they got even less rest than everybody else. Um, and they've got some new guys they got to integrate. You know, you got uh, George Hill. I don't even Hill. know who who the new guys are. Well, they honestly. got George Hill came back. Okay, they got Rodney Hood. They signed. Uh, they traded for Grayson Allen, and they That's signed right. Semi Ojale from Boston, who's I think they're hoping is going to basically be a younger, more athletic. P.J. Tucker, because he's the same kind of player, corner threes, uh, wing defender guy. Um, but it's going to take some time. I think the, I, I don't foresee these guys hitting their stride till probably Christmas, first of the year. Um, the Bucks are pretty smart about not pushing their guys. So I, I'm not, you know, Budenholzer's not going to be running those guys out for 38 minutes in a game in, in oh, the no. middle or late November. Um so the roster we just kind of went over. I do think the Bucks are going to be really good. I think they're going to be probably one of they're they're definitely one of the three best teams in the league. Them, the Nets, and the Lakers. I think today they're number two because we don't know what the Lakers are going to be yet. Um, I think them and the Nets are going to have a great rivalry this year. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun for me as a Bucks fan to just kind of kick back, relax, and enjoy the season. Hope, hope nobody gets hurt. Um, you know, I'd love to. I mean, obviously, it'd be great to make another finals run. But, you know, barring anybody getting hurt or, like, a stupid first-round exit, I'm just going to enjoy this. You're on the Simmons five-year, you know. Yeah, you really you're on the, you're, you're just You just enjoy Hey, we won a championship last year. I'm cool. And for the Bucks too, and, and I've kind of sensed this. You know, it was interesting. They, they talked to Giannis about repeating. And, you know, typical Giannis. Not, he, not satisfied. He, he don't really, but he don't even want to talk about that stuff. He just talks about himself getting better and how if I get better, we get better, and then MVPs and finals that'll come. It's a, it's such a great, refreshing mindset to have. It's good perspective. You know, there's, there's not going to be complacency from him, and. uh and I, I think know. so long as you have players around, I don't think he'll probably let anybody no. else on the roster because that that well, fosters that and, sort of attitude from everybody else for sure. And 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 I can speak to basketball from playing it and being around the game and following it for years. Um, 
the other guys just follow that because they don't want to disappoint the best guy. Right. You know, those other guys on the Spurs, they watched how hard Tim Duncan worked. They weren't going to slack. They watched how hard Kobe worked bust on the our Lakers. Ass too, they right. weren't going to slack. So I think the same thing with, with the Bucks. I mean, you know, Middleton's talked about it many times. Like, you know, Middleton thinks he's pretty damn good too. You know, and they always talk about Giannis and Giannis is his brother and all that, but it's like, hey, talk about me too. Right. So there's there's a lot of pride there for these guys, and uh, I think it's going to be a really fun, entertaining season. I'm not predicting a title, but um, I'm I'm excited to to see what happens. Michael sent me the the David Letterman bombing Kevin Durant in media day, which I didn't understand why it happened. <laughs> I don't either. But I, I thought still, it was funny. I still that haven't heard. Why it happened? No, me neither, but I thought it was funny the way that Kate... All right, Dave, last question. Like, KD wanted none of that. I guarantee you Kevin Durant didn't know that was David Letterman. And by the way, Kevin Durant, like, can you just act like you're having a little bit of fun? Like, every time I see that guy, every time he's getting interviewed, he's just the sourest bastard. It's like you're a gazillionaire. You're known worldwide. You're one of the 15 greatest basketball players ever. What are you so unhappy about all the time? Why Why are you just so dour looking? Like, Dave, it's David Letterman. Like, that's where somebody has to say, hey, Kevin, hey, do you know who that is? Right. Tap him on the shoulder, whisper in his ear. That's one of the two hey, most hey, famous late-night shows of all time. Oh, yeah, I didn't recognize him with the giant old man beard. Right. <laughs> but it was funny. No. It, it, I thought what, it was... what does KD stand for? for. Well, How many percentage thing. are you going to give us this year? Right. Would You're you consider? Would you consider playing for the Knicks on your off days? Like is, is, that's where Durant's got to just be like, all right, who are you? Right. Like what? Where's a, where's what are you? T- what what's happening like, right what, now? And like every there's other people you could hear them laughing. Oh my god! When he said, so when you play the Pelicans, is that is that kind of funny? Yeah, does like, that make you giggle? Does it make you laugh? <laughs> Just right over his head. But uh, I didn't Nets, see what happened with Kyrie. Well, of course, the Nets can't be without drama because Kyrie's on their team. And, and there's the vaccination drama yes. right now in the NBA. There's a couple of high-profile guys. Kyrie Irving is one of them. Wiggins. And Wiggins. Said on, that is a, what did he say? It's a personal, or what did he say? It's some, It's it's a personal, it's a private matter. Yeah, well, that's what Kyrie Irving said, that he thinks that everybody should respect his privacy. The problem is... If you if you are an athlete in an indoor sport in New York City or in San Francisco, you have to be vaccinated in order to play. Those guys currently play for teams in those cities, which means as of right now, they cannot practice, they cannot play in any preseason games, and they cannot play in 41 home games. Now, will these guys end up getting vaccinated? Probably, because I think eventually it's going to cost them money. We all know how that works with athletes. But, you know, there's a couple of guys in the league that, you know, yesterday at their media days, they're not vaccinated. They, a couple of them, I thought the media kind of went at them a little bit. Um, You know, Wiggins tried to claim it as a religious thing. That got smacked down. I saw some people say uh, the NBA should mandate it. They tried. The union smacked it down. So... I don't know how these individual teams are going to handle this. It's going to be really interesting. I mean, if you're the Nets, you know, I mean, I don't think it'll come to this, but let's just say Kyrie only plays home games. You'll be fine in the regular season. It's just, it's the playoffs. Right. What are you going to do then? You know, 
I mean, you play the Bucks in the four games in Milwaukee. Irving can't go, so you go or, out on or, a, or whatever. You know, I you mean, go on a road trip and you're just like, I'll I'll see you guys when you get back. Well, like, what's the point of home court advantage? You'd almost rather be the road team, right? Right. You know, I mean, it's just I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, and um, you know, obviously it's getting political. And then you got the whole Philadelphia thing with Ben Simmons. He didn't report. He's still demanding a trade. Philadelphia doesn't want to trade him. It's become a game of chicken. Um, I don't know. I It's going to be interesting because I, I heard they're having their big board of trustees meeting, I think, this week, all the owners. And this Simmons thing is going to be a big topic. It's a little unprecedented. He's got four years left on his deal, and he's demanding out. And I think a lot of the owners are going to go to Adam Silver, the commissioner, and say, look, this can't be a precedent. Right. We can't be signing these guys to these multi-year lucrative contracts. And then all of a sudden having them have all the power. And then and we have no leverage right. on, on any of these trades and getting anything back of substance. You know, you're it it, it really if 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 he's allowed to get his way, eh, I think that's bad news. Bad. I think that's bad news long term for league wide. Yeah. yeah. It's just not something you want to see. You mentioned at the top um, you watched a lot of the Ryder Cup. I did as well. I mean, I as soon as we were awake at the resort, you know, kids woke up, and I didn't realize that they teed off at, what, 7 a.m.? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was watching it right from the get-go. Um, so, you know, a couple of those team events. I mean, I saw, was it Friday or Saturday, Spieth's unbelievable shot against the hill. That was then Friday. He, then yeah. he ran down, yeah. you know, and almost took a tumble into the into the lake. Um so I, I I watched I just love the fact that it was in Wisconsin. I love the fact that it's Wisconsin guy leading the team. Um, I love the uh, big fanaticism and just the frenzy with the with the fan base that's there and like they're on everything. And they weren't mercilessly that we could see. At least I didn't get the. They weren't like hammering and booing the Europeans. They were just very very were, pro they, their yeah, own. Yeah, they were. They would. Boo if they won the hole. Right. Yeah. But like I mean, if, if the you're at a brewer twin game and the twins hit a homer. Right. Oh, okay. it, I mean it wasn't the waste management open where they're that hole that's like basically inside a dome where mm-hmm. they're just all absolutely inebriated and just, you know, yelling stupid things. I didn't I didn't get the sense of that. It seemed a little bit better um than than what we would expect but i just loved the fact that this was in wisconsin and and the fact that a guy that's you know from a town 10 miles away i i just think that that was i'm not as big of a story guys like wildy where, where he looks for the best story inside of whatever event that's happening but to me those couple of things are what drew me to the event as not a hardcore golf fan sure sure you i know? get that but the event was the story in itself. Oh, for sure. I mean, first Just, of all, Whistling Straits is a fucking awesome course, dude. And it is an awesome course to watch on TV. It's not that fun to walk. I, I can tell you that from experience. It's a, it's, a tough, it's a tough walk. But, like, some of those holes are nuts. And they're right on the water. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a really, really cool course to watch these guys play. These dudes are unbelievable. I mean, some of the shots these guys were hitting with this pressure on them was in- unbelievable. I saw a lot of the USA players basically, I mean, throwing darts. Oh yeah, at the hole, getting, I'm getting big time, so damn close, and uh, putting you know, themselves in good positions. And, and honestly, I mean, obviously, I'm pulling for the U.S. I got my USA Ryder yeah, Cup that, hat man. on that my parents got me Friday when they were up there. But like, 
it's hard to cheer against some of these European guys, man. Like, I like that Shane Lowry, big, fat Irish yeah, absolutely. dude. I, li- I really like John Rahm. I like Rahm, too. You know, so yes. uh, some of those young guys, that Hovland guy that was that was playing really well, like Tommy Fleetwood, even though he's, you know, he was wearing a stocking hat for some reason because <laughs> I don't know, because I don't know why. Tommy Fleetwood, but, he's, know, he's Beggs' they're, boy. They're not, they're not, they're not a bunch of Colin Montgomery asshole British dudes running around like there were when we were kids. You know, they're a lot more likable guys, and I, I really enjoyed the different days and the different games that they played. I, I it's different strategy. I'll tell you what, man. I think that if they did, like, two or three tournaments a year, like the Ryder Cup format, and, you know, I, I wouldn't do it necessarily by country. Maybe you do it by sponsor. Tailor-made team, Titleist team, Ooh, like Callaway that. team. And you compete for a cup or what or money or whatever. I think people would love it because sometimes you get these, you know, middle of the summer tournament, the John Deere, like I'm not watching that. But if the John Deere had like these teams and they were playing for five million dollars or something, I'd be like, Oh shit, I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I, I really the scoring, it was kind of fun because I wasn't super familiar with it, but you kind of learn on the fly as you're watching it. And it was kind of cool to know, okay, they got to get to 14 and a half yep. and, you know, 18 and a half is the record. Can they get to that? So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm really, really happy my parents got to go and experience that. I wish I could have gone, but, um, you know, I'm glad they got to go. And, um, yeah, it was cool. I, I, I do hate that they um, always say that, Stricker is Madison's Steve Stricker, which is not which that's where he not, lives. It's not where he's from. He's no, from Edgerton. correct. And um, <laughs> on Sunday, it's just so TV. It's, TV's so stupid. <laughs> so there is Steve Sands is interviewing Stricker on the side of the green after I can't remember. I think Morikawa got the fourteenth and a half point. Who is also just ridiculous. Is this the same interview that I was watching where Stricker damn near broke down? They put. They zoomed in so much on his face. Yeah. I could, like, see his nose hairs moving as he was breathing. Like, hey, guy, hey, camera guy, pull back a little bit. Yeah. This ain't Scarlett Johansson here. <laughs> Steve Stricker. <laughs> I know you want to get the tears. Yeah. I get it. But relax, as Aaron would say. Relax, yeah. dude. But it was fun, man. It was it was a good weekend. Good, Really, really good sports weekend for Wisconsin. I mean, Basically, other than the, the Badgers, Badgers shitting their pants, it really couldn't have gone any better. Now, I don't know whether you're in tune with this because they pushed the Ryder Cup back and they're going to have it next year in Europe. Do we know anything about the the makeup of the team, the captains? Is that all? Is this all of now a, a clean slate? I don't. I think it's a clean slate so far. Okay, I think it's a clean slate because uh, somebody said on TV that they should have Stricker be the the captain, captain again. again, and I read that he said he doesn't want to. I mean, why would you right now? I mean, so, you, you you know, I don't know what the travel restrictions will be in a year because that was, I mean, the main reason Europeans had nobody over here was because right. they couldn't travel. So, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. But, you know, Kepka and DeChambeau hugged it out. I know. I saw that. They really wanted to play with each other. But, you know, that that was the, that was the whole thing that, I mean, you heard from him. You heard from all the guys. And they really all... When you, you got them at the end, and granted, you're, you're happy when you're celebrating, you got drinks in your hand, and you know, the trophy right in front of you. It all seemed like a really good team camaraderie type of situation. I tell you what, I, I kind of turned the worm on DeChambeau this weekend. He might be a tool. 
And I, he does a lot of tooly things on the golf course, and I get why it drives players nuts. But like he was, he, he looked like a great teammate, man. Yeah. Chest bumping, fist bumping, everything, getting excited for his teammates. It was good to see. So, all right, that is a uh, just shy of ninety minute. I told version. you we had a long yes, one this that's week. That's a good good job on. on I felt on like the I kind of mailed everything. it in last week. I felt a little bad. Really? I felt like I kind of mailed it no, in. So no, you were fine. I wanted to come prepared and give good. That's you know, a lot. You gotta give the people what they want. Can bring my A game. All right. <laughs> We will uh, be back at it again next week. Obviously, um, we got three weeks left in the regular season for high school football. We got uh, we got to start. Get that I got to start looking at the basketball schedule. Yeah. I really do. I'm staring down the barrel of a uh, little over a month away, so we got to figure that out. But I'm waiting for the Brewers playoff schedule yep. to get out. I mean, that's that's going to take precedence on on what's happening. So, thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing. If you are doing all those things, if you're not, please do. And as always, tell some people to do it as well. We would appreciate it. Um, Until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Dan. And we will talk to you next week. Go Brew Crew!